welcome back to perfectly imperfect with janae what's up what's good happy friday okay i saw this post and it was just like many celebrations today because life is a special occasion and that just makes me think how every day is a new day in god's creation so i'm just sending positive vibes out there for this lovely friday and if you read by the title of this episode, we're talking about friendships, but not just any type of friendship. We're talking about Christ-centered friendships, okay? Godly friendships. What does that look like? When will they come in my life? And how do I gracefully let them grow and flourish into what God created them to be? Before Christ, I, my friendships, I loved all of my friends, even the ones that I no longer talk to, but I noticed that my friendships were trauma, we were trauma bonding. So what's the TikTok is like, that's low vibrational, that food, that's exactly how our friendships were. So every time we clicked up, every time we linked, every time we were on FaceTime, we were talking about negative things and that's because my world around me was negative their world was negative we were depressed okay and that's how the enemy brought us together and I wouldn't even say the enemy but just like not the world okay the world because I was to say not having Christ in our life but we trauma bonded and it was always talking about our negative experiences that we went through in childhood or even the relationships we found ourselves in and how toxic and draining they were. And it was never any encouraging messages. It was never any lifting each other up. It was never any just spending time enjoying each other's company. It was always talking about something negative and it was never reconstructing so when we're talking about a negative experience it was never okay well how do we work from this experience it was kind of like oh I like that toxic stuff you know that's just how life is and this is why I don't really f with my mama for real anyways because of what happened when I was five years old and when Christ came into my life when God came into my life And he started to heal the inside of me. He started to remove the things in my life that didn't serve me. Friendships were lost within that. Friendships that weren't serving God and that weren't Christ-centered and that were just us trauma bonding on each other. And it came to me knowing Christ and seeing the light of Christ because I feel like before Christ, I was living in the darkness, in this dark world. So when the light finally shined upon my life, it was just like, dang, these relationships are not serving me. And I tried. I tried to hang on to them with a thread, y'all. I tried to hang on to them and I tried to be that light in their life. But it was just like it was not working. Like the dark cloud just followed them and it hurt me to see that because I didn't see that before. And dang, the dark cloud was hovering above both, both of our lives and... God just was encouraging me, like, you have to let go of these friendships because they are not going to be able to go with you where I am taking you, or you are not going to be able to save them because you ha- you're you in the process of saving yourself. So it was more of a just, we grew out of each other, and we're just hanging on to this relationship because there's history, but it's not serving the either of us anymore. And God is taking us down two different paths and God is healing me right now. And that's my main focus. So I started to lose a lot of friends, even some friends, some friends were understanding about it. And some friends were just like, 
I don't understand. I was a good friend. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I'm not saying you were a bad friend. I'm just saying I'm following God. And if God tell me to do something, I'm doing it. If there's something's not serving me anymore, I'm letting it go because at the end of the day, God is in control of my life. And when I surrendered to God and I moved away from all of the friendships that weren't serving me, and that were one foot in. That was another thing. Like I had friends that were one foot in, one foot out. So they believed in Christ, but they weren't living for Christ. So it gave me a lot of confusion because I'm just like, okay, I'm new to this Christ thing. I'm new to Jesus in my life. So I'm looking off of what I see around me. So if my friend is one foot in, she believes in Jesus, but she's living in the world and doing as she pleases. That makes me think, okay, I can do that. I can believe in Jesus, but still do as I please. I can still believe in Jesus and smoke my weed carelessly, um, hang out with all these dudes, go to parties and not really care about my relationship with him because that's what I see my friends doing that believe in Jesus. And God snatched me up real quick. He was like, "Uh uh-uh, you ain't finna be one foot in the door and one foot out. I need you all the way in because where I have you and where I'm taking you, you need to be fully fully protected with the armor of God, with the armor of Jesus. So when I finally surrendered, and it hurt me a lot, because I'm like, God, I love my friends, okay? I love them, and they've been here for me through my heartbreaks, okay? Like, these are my B words, and I don't want to let them go, but God was just like, girl, I have better for you. You don't even know what a real Christ-centered relationship is like. Okay, because it's 10 times better than anything that you've ever experienced in your life. So when I finally surrendered to him, I was alone for a period of time with no friends at all. You know, when the enemy try to bring back in old people in your life and old people hit you back up, people that you let go of, they hit you back up, the enemy testing you. That was the case scenario. But me, I wasn't going for it. Okay, I was like, nah, nah, baby. You know why we not friends no more. You know why we not in a relationship anymore. So it was this period of time where God just had me out alone. Like he took me to this place of solitude and in the wilderness. And that's where he just really started to speak to me and and help me to learn who I am within him and trusting in him and loving myself and just healing me 10 times more because it was just me and him. And that makes me think of the verse in Matthew chapter 3. Um, John the Baptist is preparing the way. God takes John the Baptist to the wilderness where it's just him and God depending on him. And eventually God sends people to him to be baptized. And that makes me think when you're, when God places you in this season of just you being alone and you being hidden, God is getting ready. He's getting ready to send his people to you. He's just working on the inside of you so that you know who you are in him. So that you know when these people come to you, you know that it's sent from God. So that was just a weird analogy that just came to my mind, (laughs) but that was the case scenario. So I was in this time period alone once I really had no more friends and I was ready for friendships that were going to help me grow closer to Christ and help each other essentially grow closer to Christ and believed in the same things I believed in because my friends before did not believe in marriage. They were just like not 
in our society, girl, not in our time, not in our age. Mm-mm, that's marriages for the birds now. And I'm just like, I believe in marriage. God has definitely put that desire on my heart. And being around people who did not believe in marriage, it was hard. Am I the only one in this world that's my age who believes in marriage? And God was just like, no, baby, just wait, just wait a second. <laughs> so he literally weeks later when um I was back on campus, after I had no friends, after I cut everybody off, after I distanced myself from people who were not serving where God was trying to take me, after me and God, after me and God went through this battle because I'm so stubborn, <laughs> me trying to go against what he's saying for the longest. Um, I was on campus one day and it's coincidental that an old friend, I ran into an old friend on campus and we were just, I was just like, hey, like, hey girl, I ain't seen you in a year. And we chit chatting, talking it up. And as we're leaving the place that we were talking, I see this big board and it says, what is your purpose? And that just snatched me up real quick because I'm all about what is your purpose? Like I'm a purpose driven person. So that just caught my eye and I walked over there and I wrote on the board because we were able to write on the um, big board. So I wrote on it and then I just started talking to the lady who it was with and she was a part of a ministry called ENC. And I was just like, okay, um, I know I need Jesus. I knew that God was in my life and, but I did, was not around Christ centered people. So I was just, okay, why not? Let me give it a try. I had just lost my dad and I was just like, God, Wherever you taking me, I'm going to go. So, okay, I was a little skeptical of ministries because I never really was the church girl. My family did not go to church, but I knew that it was God. So she invited me over to her family night on Fridays. And then from then on forward, I just started involving myself in, in all of the activities and things that they had with the ministry. And... It's just so crazy the way God works and how intentional God is when he's bringing you to his people. Because there were so many other girls who were also in the same place that I was in that was searching, searching for Christ and searching for Christ in the relationships. And we all met at this campus ministry. And from then on, God has just been speaking to us all and he's just been bringing us closer together and we've been able to experience what Christ-centered friendships look like. So I want to talk a little bit about, that was a little story time for y'all, but now let's get into what does Christ-centered relationships look like? I'm going to bring up a scripture. I was reading Job with a friend and Job, at the end of Job chapter two, the enemy is just attacking Job real hard right now. And to the point where he's attacking him physically. So Job just looks all worn down. But his friends come. It shows where his friends come and they see him. And they can't even recognize him because he's just all beat up from the devil. And his friends just sat there and wept with him. They didn't understand what was going on. But they just sat there. They wept with him for seven days, y'all. They sat there with him for seven days and just was there to comfort him in any way that he needed without judging him, without asking any questions, but just being there as a brother in Christ. And that makes me think of my Christ-centered friendships. Like, am I a friend and do I have friends around me that would just be there to weep with me when I'm feeling down bad and I don't want to talk about it? Will I have friends that will just be there for me without judgment, without gossiping, 
without questions, but would just feel for me, feel the same type of hurt that I feel in that situation. And that's what a Christ-centered relationship is. It's a judgment-free zone. It's a, I'm here for you, you here for me, girl. We in this together. We crying together. We growing together. We're empowering each other together. We're uplifting each other together. And we're keeping God at the center of it all. And when you are in a Christ-centered friendship, God, the convictions are strong, okay? Because I'm so used to gossiping, for example. I am so used to gossiping with my other friends about my friends just a gossip circle. But when you're in Christ in a relationship and you try to gossip, you try to do that gossiping stuff, God will convict you so fast to where it's just like, dang, this is wrong. And when you're in Christ-centered friendships, it's important, important to be self-aware, to know what you're coming into, to know that this is a Christ-centered friendship and I want it to be one that is fruitful that is bearing fruit so are we uplifting each other are we speaking the word to each other bible studies me and a friend we met on facetime we met through our podcast she reached out to me on instagram because we both had a podcast and she found my podcast and we've just been friends ever since haven't even met in person and that's the way god works and we get on facetime all the time and we have bible studies and we talk about our experiences and we don't judge each other but we use what we've been through to better us and to show where god was speaking to us in that situation and to understand the word on a deeper and more intimate level And I do that with all of my Christ Center friends. We're always talking about God, reading scripture, sending each other scripture. When we go out and hang with each other, we're loving on each other. You feel God's presence in the room. We're nurturing each other, setting aside time for just just solely on them. Like, what are you doing on Saturday? Let's hang out. Putting our friendships first. And when you have friendships with your girlfriends... It helps you set the foundation of all of your friendships in life. So when you do have a romantic interest, you know, okay, let's set a foundation of friendship first so we can grow from this. And that's a great example of having Christ-centered relationships. We're able to open up to each other and share different qualities of who we are. It's so interesting when God brings Christ-centered friendships together, you will realize how many things you have in common how many good things you have in common and even the bad things it's like when my friend is struggling in one area of life god already brought me out of that so i can speak wisdom and knowledge to her so that god can also bring her out and it's just a different perspective when you have christ-centered friendships because you're not looking at it from a place of the cup being half empty but you're looking at it from a place of the cup being half filled and how can we fill it up even higher communication and listening being present in your friendships Um, a lot of my friendships now they hold me accountable okay when I'm not being the best me or when there's a play area in my life that I could be better in that I could be more Christ-like in they hold me to that and they let me know that you know this is how you were acting and I feel like this is how we can you know you can start acting in the future because and explaining to me why the way I was acting was not was a place out of was out of a place of ego and not out of a place of love. And that's just so refreshing because I know it's they're speaking to me out of love and not out of judgment. Judgment free zone, okay? That's what I gotta say about Christ and friendships that are brought together by God, letting God bring them to you. A Christ-centered relationship is a give-give relationship. We're serving each other out of pure love. I was that person that 
in my old friendships, I would always show love to my friends. I would always text them cute paragraphs of how much I love them, but I never got that in return. And it kind of put this wall up with my friendships because now I'm like, do I want to show love to these new friends that God has brought? Because are they going to do the same in return? And they do. When you are in Christ-centered relationships, it is a give, give, give relationship. I'm giving to you, you giving to me. I'm pouring into you, you're pouring into me. And that goes into learning yourself too and learning your love languages and learning the other person's love languages as well because, you know, the person, people I might, the people I'm around might not, their love language might not be words of affirmation, but my love language is words of affirmation. Friendships should be a no control or jealousy zone. A lot of my old friendships, it was kind of that, that you're my friend and you don't need nobody else's friends. Why you got other friends? And feeling like I'm in a romantic relationship with my friends. And I feel like when you're in Christ in a relationship, that's a quality that won't show in your friendship. And that could be also an insecurity of you when you're in any type of friendship or any type of a relationship. Learning yourself first is so important. And learning yourself through the process is so important. Because if you're jealous of your friends having other friends, what insecurity within you is making you feel like that? So when you're in Christ in a relationships, I don't, I haven't had any room of jealousy or seen any jealousy within my friends because we're all loving on each other and we all know that we have different relationships for different meanings that God has put in our life. It is so important to let go of your ego <clears throat> when you're in friend. It is so important to let go of your ego when you're in friendships and even when you're in, when you're in anything in life, the ego cannot live there, Okay. So that goes into Christ-centered relationships, not apologizing when you're wrong, not having those uncomfortable conversations because you fear rejection or you don't know what they're going to say. Leave that out the door, okay? Vulnerability is so important. When I lost my dad and my ex-boyfriend, I was just thinking of how much I was not vulnerable in those relationships and how I wish I could have been super vulnerable so I know now when I go into anything with another person I'm going to be completely vulnerable in that and ultimately asking yourself am I a Christ-like friend does God has God prepared me to be in Christ-like friendships and I don't think there is a certain point where it's just okay now you're perfect enough to have friends because when you are in friendships that's when you grow the most because that's when your personality is put to the test. You can be alone all you want but when you're with someone else it really shows like who you are because they may trigger some parts of you or bring out other parts of you but are you a Christ-like friend? Do you have Christ in your life to show you how to be a Christ-like friend? Are you praying for Christ-like friends? Praying, prayer is so important because, but are they the friends for you? Are they especially picked out to be in your life and to be the people who God needs them to be for you and vice versa? Praying is so, so important when you're, when you're asking God for anything and when you're asking God for friendships because you don't want a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, okay? So ultimately just, Remaining grounded in your friendships, knowing that you came into this relationship to show more of God's love and more of his patience and more of his peace and more of his self-control and more of his grace and more of his healing. 
And remember that. Remember that that is the center of your relationship. That is the foundation of your relationship. Knowing that these friendships are not like any other worldly friendships that you've had in the past. But this is something different. When God brings people together to love each other, they will speak your language. I promise you. When I think of my own Christ-centered friendships, I don't feel like I'm crazy when I tell them that I've had an experience of where God spoke to me through my dream or when I read scripture and I feel like God is speaking to me about my situation. I don't feel crazy talking to them and it's just so reassuring to know that they're also experiencing the same things and that when I'm telling them how God spoke to me, it's also God speaking to them through me as well. It makes my heart warm the way that God brings his people together. And I'm just here to let you know that if you're in that area of life where you feel it's dry and where God removed people who are not serving you and you are just praying and waiting for friendships that are of him and friendships that are beautiful and healing, it is coming God is bringing them to you. I'm saying that prayer for anyone out there. I'm speaking that into your existence, that God is bringing his people to you to grow and experience his love through. If you're that person who is still, God is tugging on you, but the relationships you're in are not serving you anymore. I'm here to let you know that it is safe It is safe to cut ties and to let them go and to allow God to really do his will in your life. Sometimes God will not bring you into the next journey of your life because you have baggage around you. And that baggage can look like friends. That baggage can look like relationships. So I'm just here to let you know to put your full trust in God and be in the word. If you are learning, if you want to learn what a Christ-centered relationships looks like. Be a person who opens their word and reads it and understands it. In John 15, 12 through 13, he says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. I leave saying this, are you a person who is a Christ-like friend. When you look into yourself, when you look into the person you are becoming, would you be your friend? And would you be a friend that can nourish and show God's love to other people? Would you be a friend who is going to serve your friend even when you don't understand or you don't feel like it? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love yourself so when you are loving on your neighbor, when you are loving on your friend, it's out of a place of knowing, knowing what God's love feels like onto you and wanting to express that onto other people. This is Perfectly Imperfect with Janae. Love y'all and stay tuned for another episode.